Guys, guys, stop. No, not on my account. No, I know. Look, I know there's millions of you that watch around the world. Um, Megan, you're muted, so way to go already. Um, I know that there's millions and, and trillions of you that listen to the podcast. We are thankful that you're here. This is the GOAT Podcast, and I am your host, Michael Clark, and today I have with me Megan Clark. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Megan, if you uh, do not know, just had tonsillectomy about a week and a half ago now, um, a little over a week a week ago. Week and a day. Yeah, week and a day. And so that's why she sounds like she has literally just woken up from a coma. Also, Megan, tell them why you're on the podcast today. I am just here for comedic relief. I have no idea what Michael usually is talking about when he's talking about these uh, football things. Yes, football <laughs> things. Um, but honey, welcome to the podcast. I'm going to mute you, you again and welcome your brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, <laughs> my brother-in-law, Matthew Teske. You've seen Monica before on the podcast with me as a guest, but you have not seen Matthew join the guest yet. So Matthew, welcome to the show, man. Hello. Um, also, for anyone who looking, you will not see me either, but you will probably true. hear me. That's true. Well, I meant it in the metaphorical, like you haven't seen yeah. this guest yet. You know. I know everyone's just yeah. dying to hear what's behind this exactly. beautiful voice. So, Matthew is muted again so that I can kind of set up the, the podcast today and kind of discuss what we're going to do. We're finishing up our rankings of the divisions, worst to first quarterbacks by division, talking about the AFC North and then the AFC West. Tomorrow we are going to do my top 32 quarterbacks, 1 to 32, but we'll count backwards this time. I made a mistake the first time I did this with my big board and had my top 50 players, and instead of going from 50 to 1, I essentially said, well, my number one player is Will Anderson Jr., and then I went to number two, and it it was a disaster. So uh, today we're talking about the AFC North, NFC, AFC West. I've I've gotten confused every time we've done this because every other video – See, now I'm, I'm on video mode. Every other podcast we have done, I have gone AFC North, NFC North, AFC South, and, and you know, NFC South. We went out of order for this because of my quarterback rankings. You'll see those tomorrow. I'll post them in the show notes, but you'll also be able to hear my explanation. But we also have the opportunity to have Matthew join in a rare occurrence because you guys don't know this necessarily about Matthew unless I've talked about it already. This is episode 26. It might have come up. Matthew was in that dynasty league with uh, me and Jameson and everybody else before Daniel Webster came in and ruined it. Um, Matthew was in the league and Daniel's team slot. So, Matthew, talk to the listeners about dynasty football, what what it was like when you were there as far as the roster, different things, like how you got ahead and how you won. Because you won a championship and then you dipped. Um, and I don't blame you for that, <laughs> but you dipped. And so talk to them a little bit about that. Um, well, okay. Um, first of all, the league was pretty um, intense. like Just a little. I think that that was the first thing that – most people did not understand about the league. It's just like how dedicated everyone was to it. So like when I went and see all, like helped other people with their leagues and they'd be like, Hey, I want some advice. And I'd be like, we'll do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. And I was like, well, do you want to win or not? Right, right. <laughs> and so, um, it kind of struck me cause I realized I was like, okay, maybe I'm a little way too into this, 
because like I would just stay up to like two o'clock in the morning watching film on people. And I'm like, dude, what have you, what has your life devolved into? But that um, sounds great. To <laughs> me. I don't know what you're <laughs> complaining about. Um, that sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> but um, overall, so I remember I don't really remember the team I had when I got there. I just remember it stunk. It was like one of the worst teams in the whole league. And so I oh, I had a tight end. What was it? Travis Kelsey. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I basically tri- traded away Travis Kelsey, my only good player, because um, I had no idea about anything yet. And after that mistake, it was like, okay, <laughs> I can't well, make any more mistakes. After that mistake, and there is that one other trade that you made that one time with Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that was – I can't believe I had – those three players on my team, yeah. and I lost all three of them to you. Uh, that's right. They all went to me. Um, well, so. I guess, though, it worked out because I still beat you, you in it. You did. Now, it wasn't well, a technicality. but Not no. on that year. That no. year, that was the year I went like almost undefeated, lost one game, and then lost to you in the championship, I think. Right. Yeah. Because I remember Jameson and I were talking about it, and we were both like, what is happening? Um, Matthew yeah. is doing something that no one had ever done in our league before. You come in with basically nothing. And you take the league by storm, and it was just kind of like, huh, that's not good. We're in, tr- we're in trouble if Matthew continues to do this. And so um, I was very impressed with how you built the team. And you picked up Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara as free agents. That helped a lot uh, because they ended up being superstars. But in your time away from the league, as far as an owner, you've still kind of helped do certain things. I want you to talk a little bit about the program you made for the league that tracked like potential scoring changes if we did them. You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that program. So I mean it I mean all it is is just a bunch of math, like all the scoring and stuff. And so like when you really get down to it, it's just like, okay, I just built like this computer program that basically mimicked all the things. So like if you want to see like what changed scoring or like what would affect what in what way. So if, like, you weighted tackles more, how would that affect the whole scoring? How would that look for final scores? Because I think there there was, like, a point in there in which, like, our scoring system was kind of out of whack. Like, we were having yeah. some crazy scores, and some things were weighted weirdly. I can't remember what they were. But I remember just sitting down talking, and I was like, okay, this shouldn't matter this much. And so, like, with this program, we were able to there and test out different like things and so that was pretty cool because it's like we just got to decide like oh that's weighted too much or like this is how we can make each position a little bit more equal so you know because i think before tight ends were pretty low and what was it defensive line yeah was like another so it's just kind of like helping evening things up so like we had we had a linebacker would get like 70 points in a game yeah and we didn't want that but we didn't know how to fix it because we didn't know about sleeper yet and Sleeper gives you kind of like an understanding. You you change the scoring, and then it says, hey, here's what Roquan Smith did last year. Uh, honey, Roquan Smith is a linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Do you remember Roquan Smith? I do not. Okay. Uh, Megan's <laughs> muted again. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so it, would, it tells you, though, in, in Sleeper, like, here's what the scoring change is. We didn't know that that was possible, though. So Matthew just built this program. And he's being modest because, and it might it may have been as easy as he let on, but I'm not good with math, so it was impressive because I would go over to his house and I would talk to him and say, "What if we did this?" And he would then show me the numbers because we used to do 
an official like end of year meeting and we would have like votes and just kind of like the the NFL owners all get together and they do the competition committee. We did that too. We don't do that anymore because Sleeper automates all of that for you and you can literally say, I want to change this. We'll put it immediately to a vote and then you can change it. But Matthew really helped us in a lot of ways. He was our trade czar at one point and is just kind of one of those guys in the league where it was like he wasn't there for a very long time, but he left a lasting impression because he stole a championship from me. (laughs) And I hate him for it every day. Well, I think here, looking back at it now, I realize like part of it was like, Y'all guys had your systems and your ways and your traditions. And then, like, I went in there. It was like, well, y'all guys already got all the sack leaders. You pretty much have all the rushing leaders. You, like, you know, I was like, how am I going to figure this out? So I was like, well, I guess I'll just get the best wide receivers. And I was like, I got a couple good running backs, but, you know, I had, like, two. So it's just, like, I had to build up on wide receivers. It was, like, tackling linebackers. I think that's what made you make the switch because you had, like, sacks. But sacks are really up and down. So I was like, well, tackles are weighted pretty heavy. So I just get the, like the highest tackling linebacker and he's going to be consistent. So it's like, I might not get as many points as a sack leader, but if you're getting like 50, which our league was really right, high scoring. It was really weighted <laughs> incorrectly at this yeah. time, as we mentioned. I think like final scores would be like in the thousand. Yeah. So people, so I would like help somebody else with their league and they'd be like, yeah, the final score was like 20 to 18. Yeah. And I was like, you're like, what, what, <laughs> what loser league are you in? You know? Yeah. I was like, um, they're like, what's your final score? I was like, uh, 1,272 to 1,190. Uh, but yeah, he, and you changed the league because Jameson, who's been on the podcast before, and those of you that are listening, you know Jameson. Mine and Jameson's philosophies of, of dynasty fantasy football are vastly different. Um, and you know this if you've listened to me. I very much value the running back over any position other than maybe quarterback. And even there are some leagues, some years where I value the running back more than I value the quarterback. Um, Jameson is a little bit more like, I'm going to let the draft come to me. And so every draft is annoying because Jameson doesn't like to trade picks. And so, like, you'll have a, you could offer him, you know, a first round pick next year. Let me get your second round pick this year. And Jameson will go, "Uh, I'll think about it. And then he ends up not doing it. And then he just sits there and he lets the draft come to him. And Jalen Hurts is on the board in the seventh round back in 2020. And Jameson's like, why not? And he takes him. It's annoying, but it works. I am more of the wheel and deal guy. Um, Matthew said something before we started recording the podcast that if I ever did a league where trading was not allowed, I would quit. I agree with that. Um, There was one season where I made 200 trades in a season. Um, And... I've mentioned on the podcast before, stair trading. Um, Matthew, that last year that you were in the league, had the worst string of luck with every trade that we would make. So, like, I would trade a player to him, and that player would literally, after the trade went through, like, tear their ACL. Didn't didn't it? ACL happened like three times. Yes. And then there was like some other injuries, but it was just like the ACL in particular that got yeah. on me. So it was like, and I had oh. no knowledge that was going to happen either. Like, I think at one point you texted me and you're like, did you know that this was <laughs> happening? I didn't, I promise. Um, but Because th- there were also like healthy players who were like, oh, this one's got a great injury history. He's not going to get injured next Sunday. What? Yeah. Well, and my favorite one was, the, I think, the last trade we ever made. I traded for some quarterback and I gave you Nick Foles 
and oh. the night we made that trade, Nick Foles was benched or cut. It was, I mean, it was so just very like bad luck after bad luck. There was no Super Bowl magic that year. No, no. And uh, that was that was a rough year for you. But we all have moments like that. There was a year where I every trade I made, it seemed like I just I never got the end of the deal that worked my way. And then last year I made a trade with Daniel, um, and when I sent it off, Monica texted me because she used to be my co-owner. And Monica was like, are you insane? Why did you do that? Well, 40% of the players I traded to Daniel got hurt for the rest of the season or benched. And then the players he traded me that I don't think either one of us really thought were going to do much became bona fide starters and studs and were awesome. And so I was like, hey, the magic's back. And then Jamison beat me in the championship, so it was it was not completely all back. But let's get into the quarterbacks in the AFC North. Megan, I'm going to bring you back into the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Um, nope, you're muted again. That, that was so <laughs> condescending. Um, those of you, if you don't know, I do love my wife. I, I really do. Megan, I'm going to ask you to list the starting quarterbacks in the AFC North. Go. Kenny Pickett? Correct. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way you're out. There's no... Come on. Think about... All right. Who plays for the Bengals? Who plays for the Bengals? A bunch of hotheads. I mean, sure, but who's the quarterback? You know this. Do you want to phone a friend? Who's your brother? <laughs> yeah, probably. All I'm right. Am I allowed to give her a hint? You can. Okay. Um, he played for LSU. Oh, Joe Burrow. All right, Joe Burrow. Okay. Nice. Now, you know the one in Cleveland. Just think about like 2023 20, legal cases. Legal cases? Mm-hmm. 23 legal cases. He was with another team and was traded to Cleveland last year. And he was suspended because of those legal cases. He was accused of doing a bunch of mean things to um, masseuses. I really don't remember. Give her a hint, Matthew. Uh, Clemson. Clemson. He beat Alabama in one of the championships. It was one of the well, we beat him in one of the greatest national championships. Like one of my personal favorites, and then he beat us in the next one, which was an instant classic as well. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, it. He played in Houston first. You're giving me all these hints. When you say his name, I'll be like, oh, I remember his name, but I can't think of it. Sherlock and. Dish. Watson. Deshaun yeah. Watson. Deshaun Watson. Hey, yeah. nice. There you go. There you go. All right. Last one. Last one. Plays in Baltimore. You know this. Yeah. This is. Is it Lamar something? Yep. Lamar Jackson. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, um, I'm going to rank them. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you guys while I do this, just so there's no feedback, and then I'll I'll let you after each quarterback give me your thoughts on him. And while we do this. Let me pull up ESPN um, and the stats so that we can kind of look at these players. But I try my hardest on this podcast to not be a homer. 
I don't want to be accused of that. I obviously have teams that I root for the most. I'm a big Steelers fan. That is always going to be my number one team. But my number four quarterback in the AFC North is Kenny Pickett. And that is hard to do because I think Kenny Pickett is an absolute, you know, absolutely amazing future Pro Bowl quarterback that will be talked about as one of the best in our division, mainly because I don't think you're going to be able to keep Deshaun Watson forever. I don't think you're going to be able to keep Joe Burrow forever, and I don't think you're going to be able to keep Lamar Jackson ever again. But let me give you his statistics from last year, and we'll go from there. But I'm going to give them to you in a little bit of a different way. Uh, Something to note about Kenny Pickett. He was not intended to be the starter. He was supposed to sit an entire season behind Mitch Trubisky. That did not work out, thankfully. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was not not a bad quarterback, I don't think, but he just would not pull the trigger. He kept playing safe. And so it would be like third and 12, and Najee would be sitting out in the flat, and Mitch would go, yeah, he can get 14 yards. And Najee can, but he can't get 14 yards when he's already covered by two linebackers. And Mitch would throw it there anyway. And Kenny Pickett comes in on an October day against the Jets, throws three interceptions, but also scores three touchdowns. So it was kind of one of those, huh, you know, running, dual threat. Then he went on a tear after he had the initial growing pains of a rookie. And there were, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the last eight games that he played, he did not make a mistake. He did not turn the ball over in any of those games. Let's just say six of the last eight, because he technically got hurt against Baltimore uh, the first time they played. But he led four game-winning drives, and the only real reason he can't be listed higher on this list is he has not done enough yet. But I do think there could be a very big leap from year one to year two with him because he made some throws last year that I really did not believe a rookie should make. And I'm very thankful that we have him. I do think he's going to do very well. But I'll stop talking about him now, and I'll start with you, Megan. And I'll ask you, what's the deal with Kenny Pickett? Okay, I don't know much about football, but that guy is a star. The way, I mean, I can't tell you about like football stats and stuff, but I can tell you the, the feeling of hope that was in the stadium when, like, when he was out making plays on the field, it was just, it was something that wasn't there Ben's last couple of seasons with yeah. Steelers fans. Well, because we, we went to the game against the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. you and I, and right. then I went with Dad to the game against the Colts. And there was this sense of calm that you should not have with a rookie. And I don't know if you remember me saying this to you, that game against the Jets, but when he came in, I said, we're down, but I feel calm. And with Mitch, I was, like, terrified. Every throw, I was like, pick, you know, it's going to be an interception or it's going to be an incompletion. Oh, he's throwing to the flat again. Cool, it's only third and 30. You know, we don't need to try to gain any yards for a field goal. Kenny comes in, and he's a gunslinger, and it got him into some trouble. But he did okay. His stat line was 2,400 yards, seven touchdowns, nine picks. That's not that crazy from a lot of quarterbacks that you see. And his quarterback ranking was a 51.5. Um, I still to this day don't know what a quarterback ranking is, but um, it was 20th in the league. So middle of the pack almost on some of his statistics. Interception-wise, he was tied for 16th, middle of the pack. Dead last Mm -hmm. in touchdowns, 
24th in yards and 20th in QBR, but he also didn't play. I was about to say, did yeah. is some of that because he started? I wish he far? had started just right out the gate. I know yeah. that's not a popular opinion, but that's what I think. But, Megan, do you have anything else you want to add about Kenny before I throw it to Matthew? I love him. I'm excited to watch him next next season. Well, as my marriage is now on the rocks, um, <laughs> we throw it to my brother. Oh, wait. Matthew. And something yeah. else about What else Kenny? do you love about Kenny Pickett? <laughs> something else about Kenny is he is coming in there as a rookie, but he um, – I'm going to call it Heinz Field. I can't even remember. It's, it's Heinz Field. Or what, no, whatever. don't. don't. Anyways. It's Heinz Field. I'm, my shirt says I'm still calling it Heinz Field. Yeah. It's Heinz Field. <laughs> well, he, you know, he played there in college. Like, yeah. that is his his field. He already had, you know, people there in Pittsburgh have watched him. Um, so he is a rookie, but he also has some history there, which might give him a little edge. Okay, that's all I have to say. All right, we throw it over to your brother now, Matthew. Welcome back to the podcast. What do you think about Kenny Pickett? <laughs> well, I'm not married to you, so <laughs> he's mid. Thankfully. Go ahead. He he's <laughs> mid. He's mid. Yeah. And I don't I don't blame you for that take. He can't be higher than four. I mean, obviously, because there's only four teams <laughs> in the division. Um, but well, I mean, know. I low key, I don't think I would put him at four. But overall, he would have to be. There's only four teams. Or are you saying he'd be higher? Yeah, oh. in this particular oh, division. Yeah, cool. but like overall, he's just yeah. kind of mid. Yeah, um, he's got to he's got to come yeah. out this year and throw for like four thousand yards and twenty six touchdowns and nine interceptions for it to be considered. Yeah, we're good. Like I, I guess I kind of see him as like a Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan kind of like. Yeah. Oh yeah, he could he could do stuff, but like most of the time he's just gonna be, you know, he's yeah yeah. The thing that gave me the most hope about him was two straight weeks, actually, in prime time, he led game-winning touchdown drives. And the one against Baltimore, I don't know if you've seen that throw he made to Najee on third and goal. I did not. But it was uh, – oh, say that again, honey. You were muted. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those throws where – and I, I say this with the utmost grains of salt – Please, if you're listening, do not take this as a homer thing. But I'm saying this as honestly as I can say it. He made throws last year that a rookie should not be making. And I don't just mean that like he made a throw and we were all like, what are you doing? He made a throw into triple coverage and he threaded the needle and just dropped it right into where the receiver could catch it. And it was as if, as if a flick of the wrist and he did that. Honest question here. Has there been a quarterback who's done that before who you were like, a rookie shouldn't be making those types of throws? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, um, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, Deshaun Watson. What you know, are they now? They're they're top ten. They're stars. Um, they're, I <laughs> uh, I've, I've muted my wife again. She's... <laughs> Did you take a pain pill or something with your... Yeah, okay. She might be... <laughs> we might have a problem with that. Um, she did have her tonsils removed, so remember that just so, so that you know. But I think that the, the sky is the limit for Kenny Pickett right now. But if we go into another season and these stats are similar where it's like 20 touchdowns, 22 interceptions, and it doesn't look like he's made a mental leap, then I would agree... We, we would have to start talking like, ooh, did the Steelers make a mistake? 
the four game-winning drives as a rookie gives me a lot of hope. And had it not been for Chase Claypool dropping two of the passes against the Jets, we would have beaten the Jets too. So he would have had four game-winning drives plus a comeback as well added on that resume. So he's got to be number four. Matthew, you got anything else to add about him before we move on to number three? Um, Well, like just going straight off of last year. Because like in terms of potential, um, I probably would probably rank him two in terms of like what he could be. Yeah. But in terms of last year, you know, just eh. And but I, he still wasn't the worst quarterback no. in that division last year. No. Uh, and he was a Heisman candidate, you know. He And there are four now either Heisman winners or candidates in the AFC North. I think that was what the Steelers were looking for was every other division uh, opponent has a Heisman candidate or a Heisman winning quarterback. He did not win the Heisman the year that uh, he was up for it because I think it was Bryce's, Bryce Young's year that he won it. But I don't blame them for giving it to Bryce Young. It was Devontae that year. Was it Devontae? Yeah. That's right. I, I do blame them for that. We can get, in, <laughs> we can get into that another time. Um, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I, I like the idea of a wide receiver getting the award. How do you feel about a wide receiver who's about your size oh, getting man. the award? Over the quarterback that threw I think, the ball to him? I think he's smaller not than great. you, actually. Yeah, not great. He's six feet, so he is, oh, he he is, is taller okay. than I am, but he's very, like, he's definitely skinnier than I am. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Kenny Pickett is a guy that he's – He's exactly what I think the Steelers are hoping, which is he came in as a rookie, and even after an interception, he would just be like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to throw the ball again. I'm not scared to throw it. I want to see the yardage doubled at least. I want to see the touchdowns tripled, um, and I want to see the interceptions stay about the same, and then I'll feel really great about it. If we did right by this pick – we could be the the Green Bay Packers right now where we go from one starting quarterback to the next for hopefully the next 20 years. He is older, though. He'll be 25 when the season starts, so that's not great. But he is my number four quarterback just because he lacks experience. Next year when we do this, he'll probably be number one. Uh, no, I'm kidding. He will not. He, won't, he probably won't be number one unless he legitimately plays like an MVP candidate. My number three might be controversial, but it's Lamar Jackson. And it's Lamar Jackson because Lamar has missed almost an entire season. He's missed half of a season over the last two years. And you cannot do that and be considered an awesome athlete when you're known best for running the football. If you can't run the ball, then you can't be tops in your in your league. And I think even the Baltimore Ravens are admitting – and saying about him that they think he's not as great. Because if he were Joe Burrow, I don't think we're still talking about whether he had a contract or not. If he were Deshaun Watson, caliber of player, where he's healthy and other than the legal stuff, which is all settled now as far as I know, other than that, Deshaun got a guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed. You know, $250 million guaranteed at signing. But Lamar's not gotten a contract. And that's got to also make somebody that's watching think, if he was as great as everybody says he is, why is he not signed? Why are there rumors about him going to another team like the Colts and they'll sign him and give up two first-round picks? Why would Baltimore even take the chance? Because nobody's talking about that with the Bengals. Nobody's talking about that with the Chiefs, the the uh, Eagles. None of the guys that have a top-ten quarterback are talking about saying, let's just let him go. Let's just let him leave in free agency and we'll get two first-round picks instead of just openly saying, hey, we want to trade him and get the most value we can for him, I think this could bite the Ravens 
uh, in a very bad way. But I list him at three because he he takes care of the football. 101 touchdowns, 38 interceptions on his career. I just don't know that he's going to be able to stay upright. So we'll start with you this time, Matthew. What do you think about Lamar Jackson? Well, I mean, you kind of talked about his playing time. But I would argue that like when he was on the field, he is better than Deshaun Watson last year. He is better than Kenny Pickett last year. But I mean, in terms of like going forward in the future, I th- it's so complicated because there's so much ego involved. But like with like, not that like I'm saying like he in particular is like a super. I don't really know much about him as like a person. But like in terms of like the teams and the players and like all that sort of stuff, you know, there's just too many emotions and. I kind of think it comes down to his playing style. Like, yeah, if if he was out there throwing like crazy stats, you know, then this would be a different conversation. But because he's a running quarterback with a really good arm, and that well, that's how they see him. It seems like that they kind of see him more as expendable because it's like, oh, I mean, even though I there's not really another running quarterback who can run like him and throw like him, right? You know, I think like. Daniel Jones might have been the closest statistically, but he was a whole different kind. (laughs) It was kind of more like, (laughs) I got no one to throw the ball to, let's just run, rather than like designing it quite like the Ravens do. So, Well, let me me say this to you and see what you think, because you you pointed out, I brought up the the fact his missed playing time, and then you said when he was on the field, you know, he was was great, he was better. And I I agree that when he plays, he's, he's absolutely, you know, a force to reckon with. He has been in the league now for five seasons, and he has missed at least one game in every season since his rookie year. And in his rookie year, he played the full 16 games, but he wasn't the starter. So he was used, and we talked about this with Mark Garner on the podcast about Jalen Hurts. Jalen's rookie season, he was like a gadget player. You know, we're going to throw him over here, we're going to throw him over here, trick play here, running quarterback here. That was how they used Lamar until like midway through the season, and then Lamar took over for Joe Flacco. Since then, he has not remained healthy enough to play in every game. Now, they might have sat him out in 2019. I can't remember completely, but I know for a fact 2020 he missed a game. In 2021 and in 2022, he missed five games each. That means over the last you know, three seasons, he's missed 11 games that was the amount of a suspension that Deshaun Watson had this year, 11 games. Deshaun hasn't missed a game except for the time where he sat out and said, I'm not playing for the Texans. The Texans refused to trade him. And Deshaun said, well, I'm not playing for you. So you need to trade me or just let me waste away on the bench and pay me. Deshaun has always been available when he's been healthy and didn't have the legal issues. I just think you look at the last two seasons of statistics for Lamar, he has not made it past 3,000 yards passing since that MVP year. He had 3,100 yards throwing that season in 2019. Since then, he hasn't cracked 2,900 yards throwing the ball. He threw 26 touchdowns in 2020, but then he threw 16 touchdowns in 21 and 13 interceptions, and then 17 touchdowns this year, seven interceptions, missing five games. You cannot do that in the AFC North. I think he could go to any other division and get away with that because the division is not as physical. AFC North, I can tell you I hope the Ravens sign him to a long contract because he has not played well against the Steelers consistently. 
I think he's beaten us once that MVP year, and we have beaten him every game since. And also looking at those years, like after 2020, because you kind of notice that drop off. But when you think about like the teams they had, they also like changed their wide receiver room, mm-hmm. not for the better. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, kept and it's saying like, we're trying to get people for Lamar. We're trying to get them to be able to play for him. But it's like you got Mark Andrews. Um, let's see, you had uh, from Oklahoma. Um, oh, uh, uh, Marquise Brown. Yeah, Marquise Brown. And they traded him and then to they the traded Cardinals. him to the Cardinals. Um, who else has he had? Um, That's it. Deshaun Jackson, who was like fifty-eight. Yeah. Years old. I still can't um, believe. I think I was playing like uh, like a Madden two thousand. Was it seven? Probably. Or was it another one? It was probably seven. Seven or eleven or something like that. And yeah. like he was a rookie. Yeah. And it was like, can't believe he's still playing. It had um, to be two thousand seven because he had a fifteen year career and he's still trying to get back on a team. <laughs> that's so, crazy. Um, I mean respect to him. Yeah. But yeah. But no, I th- I think Lamar is a is a troubling uh troubling quarterback to be a franchise guy. Megan, thoughts on Lamar Jackson? Thank you for making me laugh so I could hear, you know, you'll I talk about it. help you with that. Yeah, because I don't really, I mean, my opinion of him, don't really have an opinion. Uh, but it sounds like he should stay with the Ravens. Uh, right. <laughs> I agree with that assessment. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, if he's not there for a quarter of the season, that's cool. Yeah. Also, as we think about going to the number two quarterback on my ranking, in his rookie season... He threw three picks. He didn't play the whole game, but you know, so we have to take that into account with this. But the last thing I'll throw in, because I am the host, I get to have the last word. The last thing that I will say about Lamar Jackson is his first three seasons, he threw 18 total interceptions. First three seasons. Technically speaking, he only started two of those seasons, though. In the last two years, he's thrown 20 picks. So his first three seasons... He threw two less picks, and he played essentially the same amount of snaps, the same the same amount of games. But the last two seasons, his picks have gone up more than he's ever thrown in an, in his entire career. He threw twenty in the last two years. He's fizzling out. I think teams are figuring him out. I no, think he's that happened. Fizzling out. Well, yeah, but he's yeah. <laughs> I think teams have figured him out. Oh. Yeah. Yes, honey, yeah. that is that is a legitimate right. And I think that, you know, they did that with Robert Griffin. They did it with Michael Vick to an extent where Michael Vick had to stop running as his main portion of his game. He had to learn how to be more of a thrower traditionally. I think Lamar could be a guy that they, they look back on and go, man, it was good that he was here. He helped us, but... All right, so my number two quarterback in the league is a controversial one again, but... This is based off of what he did the years that he played prior to being in Cleveland. And it also has to do with what I think he'll be able to do this season, and that is Deshaun Watson. Now, his 2022 stats are not great. So let's let's get that off on the table now. His 2022 stats were not great. Go ahead. You, you know what this is, right? Go ahead. It's the Browns curse. Exactly. He's never going to be good again. It could be. He's going to be the worst quarterback in that league now. And this is from somebody who loved him the minute I saw him get that oh, yeah. touchdown against Minka Fitzpatrick and Marlon Humphrey in the quarter, the end zone. And I was like, wow, what an incredible throw. This guy is amazing. His What was oh, what was the number? I just saw it. Oh, down there. Yeah. Quarterback rating, 
Um, thirty-eight point three. Nah, that's his in six PF, games. His PFF grade. No, there you go. Fifty-five point three. So let's, let's <laughs> talk about that though, because I'm muting you because <laughs> because he did not play for almost three seasons. He January first, twenty twenty-one. He had a game against the uh, the Falcons against the Chiefs where they lost. After that, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. They traded like they got rid of everybody, and so he was like, "Well, I'm not playing for you anymore. I'm done. This isn't happening." He played in 2020 and 2021. I should say it wasn't 2021 that they did not have a, a winning season that year. In 2020, he had played against the Chiefs. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins. He played one more season for them in 2020, and then he said, I want to be traded. And they're like, no, we're not trading you. From the last week of the regular season in 2020 until week 12 in 2022, he did not play. Some of that was self-inflicted. Obviously, the, the first 11 games he missed because of his conduct of this past season. But he also missed an entire season because he was willing to say, you can't win without me, and you're not going to, you know, you're going to have to just pay me. So pay me. That's fine. Pay me. I don't care. I'll just say my back hurts every Thursday, and then I'll be put on the injury report, and I won't play, and you still have to cut me a game check. That's what he did. So I'm putting him on this list because in 60 games played, that's 10 less than Lamar Jackson, by the way, and an entire season missed in the process. In 60 games played, he has over 15,000 yards, 111 touchdowns, and 41 interceptions. That doesn't even include the fact that he is also a rushing quarterback, too, and he has 18 more touchdowns on the ground. The problem with Deshaun Watson was that number there, if you see it, is 194. Megan, what do you think that number 194 represents? Turnovers. No, (laughs) No, he would not be in the league anymore if it were that. So the defense can do two things. They can either take the ball away from the quarterback or they can. What else can they do to the quarterback? Oh, sack him. Those are sacks? Those are sacks. Yikes. And let me read you the list because he was sacked 20 times in six games in Cleveland, which does not inspire a lot of confidence. (laughs) Um, But he did have to play against the Steelers a couple of those games, I believe, one of those games. These are the numbers from when he was in, in Houston. His rookie season in Houston, he played seven games. He was sacked 19 times. Literally one less than he was in, in Cleveland. The next year, he played 16 games. He played 15. The next year, he played 16 the following season. He was sacked 62 times in his second season, 44 times in his uh, third season, and 49 times in his fourth season. No wonder the dude didn't want to play anymore for the for the, for the Jets. It'd be just as bad. But no wonder they didn't. He want to play for them anymore. I wonder if you took like the combined like force from each sack and then like totaled it up. Yeah. How much force this dude? <laughs> oh well, I did. I looked this up. Oh, say it again, honey. You were muted. So he had no like offensive line. Basically. Basically. And, like, Cleveland kind of used to have an offensive line, and then what was it? Um, uh, what's his name? Hall of Fame dude. Um, retired. And then they had a couple of guards leave, right? Yeah. And so then their center left? Oh, I can't I'm remember. trying to find the picture because I looked this up the other day um, because I'd, I'd said I was going to talk about this, and then I never got the chance to. 
Where did I put it? Oh, yay. No. I'll just look it up again while we're talking about this. But there was another quarterback for the Houston Texans, and um, his name was David Carr. And he played, um, let's see, David Carr years in NFL. I want you all to think about this for a second. He played 12 seasons in the NFL, but that was not all as a starter. So as a starter, he played about five seasons with the Houston Texans, okay? I want you to guess, Megan, how many times David Carr was sacked in his 12-year career, but he only played five years as a starter. So that means five years that he was legitimately able to be sacked every Sunday. How many times do you think David Carr was sacked in his career? Mm. 45 times, 50 times. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, boy. 267 times. Whoa. So I looked up this, um, and it might have been that I did it on on my screen here. But I took a screenshot somewhere, I just can't find it right now, of the top, like, seasons of a quarterback being sacked. He set an NFL record for 76 sacks that he took in one season. Okay, I could have never guessed that. I know, I'm telling you. (laughs) Houston does not take care of their quarterback. Um, So I think Deshaun Watson said, I've been sacked in the league 174 times. I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And he left. So I think that I think Deshaun Watson has the opportunity to bounce back. They are trying to bring in weapons. I think they're trying to do what they can to bring in offensive linemen and do other things like that. But Megan, talk to me about Deshaun Watson and then we'll go to Matthew. Um once again, I couldn't even remember this dude's name. So I don't really have an opinion. Except from what I've heard you talk about, he sounds like an entitled brat. Well, he definitely made a mistake that he. I th- I'd like to think he wished he could take back, <laughs> but we won't well, get like, into all of that. <laughs> well, I mean, like the sitting out. Oh no, because no, no, he wants money. That was not not because he wants money. Oh, he had I think like he was willing and open to a new contract, but Bill O'Brien said after. They gave him the ability to be the GM and the coach, Bill O'Brien. He said, you know what? We don't need DeAndre Hopkins anymore, your best friend and star wide receiver that you love throwing to. We don't need him, so we'll trade him away to Arizona for a second-round pick, and then we won't use that second-round pick on another wide receiver. Oh, we we don't really need to get you a running game. So we'll get David Johnson in that trade as well for DeAndre Hopkins, who had a broken back and is not a good running back anymore. We don't need, you know, to do the things that you want us to do to try to help you win. And so we're not going to do them. And Deshaun was like, then I'm not playing for you. So trade me. Mm. So I don't disagree with that decision. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing that happened with Lamar Jackson right now, where Lamar's like, I think I'm owed a contract. And I do agree he's owed a contract. The Ravens don't want to pay him what he says he's worth. And they're at a stalemate. But if Lamar chooses to sit out, that's his right. Because you're trying to put the pressure on the team to sign you back. Right. Because he can't play without a contract, and he can't play for free. Because it would, you know, they do make way too much money, but you can't play for free. 
Matthew or Megan, do you have anything else to add about Deshaun Watson? She says no. Wait. Except I apologize for calling him an entitled brat. I, I, I thought you meant what he did that he was accused of doing with the, the mm. masseuse. And I, I would agree with you there that, mm. that that speaks to him being an entitled brat. So shake your head yes to that okay. and say yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Matthew, uh, do you have anything to add about Deshaun Watson? Anything more um, than you've already said, I guess. Well, I I mean, not really. I I used to like him a lot until, you know, stuff happened. Then it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but honestly, uh, going from, in my opinion, what was one of the worst just like series of run organizations ever with like Bill O'Brien and the Texans. But if there's one place that's worse than what that was, it's the Browns. Yeah. It's the entirety of Browns history, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, besides that little little bit in that one time that yeah. nobody ever remembers. Um, so, yeah, his career is over. It very well could be. Yeah. But if he can if he can <clears throat> tap back into the mat, because the year that he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, he threw for the most touchdowns he ever threw in his career, uh, the least interceptions he ever threw. Um, I mean, he, w- he was a bona fide, like, a bunch of people were thinking this guy is going to be here for a long time. He's going to be awesome. It just didn't work out that way. But that brings me to the number one guy. It's Joe Burrow. Um, begrudgingly, it's Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow has played for three seasons. He tore his ACL in the in the back end of his first season as a rookie. Um, so he only played ten games his rookie season. But he has not missed a game since. He has missed a game when the team has willingly benched him so that he would not get hurt before the playoffs. That's that's okay in, in this, you know, on this podcast. We don't have a problem with that. But he came in and was already just that guy. I mean, he was the same guy that nobody liked from LSU that was walking around like he owned the place. And he has this cockiness about him that is unsettling, but at the same time, dude's good. In his career, are you trying to read off of the picture behind me? Yes, you are. I see you. You are trying to do that. Megan, that is cheating. (laughs) Megan won't be back, guys, on the podcast after this. I don't think we're going to do that. But in his three seasons, and let's factor this in, he's played 42 of 48 possible games without having the the sitting out for, you know, injuries. He's played 42 games. He's averaged, you know, he's got 82 touchdowns. Would I, am I correct into thinking that he's thrown almost just a little under two touchdowns a game, Matthew? Oh, wait. Say that one more time. I was, like, paying 40, attention. But 42 like games played. Kind of playing you know if Monica were here. No, <laughs> 42 games played. I got my calculator. And then he's okay. thrown 82 touchdowns in those 42 games. What would that average out to be? Uh, 1.95. Yeah, so almost, I mean, round up, two touchdowns a game, essentially. Right, one point nine five. Yeah, but rounding out <laughs> two. No, you know, but this is this yeah. is what I mean. If he steps onto a football field, and if he had played the rest of those six games in his rookie season, that number would be probably in the two range, um, for sure. But if we if he steps on a football field, you can guarantee he's throwing at least one touchdown. If I knew I was starting a team, and I wanted to pick a quarterback. That's going to rank very high. Can he score a touchdown every game that we play? So here's the thing, though. When you look at his career, 
he's had at LSU. He had Jamar Chase. He had Justin Jefferson. Oh yeah. He had oh what was the third one? Um, Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. You know. Oh, Thaddeus Moss, I guess, was the tight end that was. Oh yeah. And then because he made Clyde that Edwards one catch, a, yeah. yeah. Clyde edwards Lair. And then going into the NFL, like his rookie season, like the stats. I mean, they're not like they look a lot like Kenny's. Yeah, they're fine. They're not like um, you know, you're like, oh wow, gawking at them. But you're like, okay, that's that's some solid stuff. And then he gets Jamar Chase back. Yep. And you know, T. Higgins is good. He's not like number one good, but he's good. Right. But now that he doesn't have to be number one, it's like, okay, now T. Higgins is great. And so I think Joe Burr is good. Like, yeah. I'm not – there's – I mean, I can't – there's there's nothing I can, like, point to and say, like, oh, man, Joe Burrow needs to just work on it. It's like, okay, he's got some talent to him. But also, he just has phenomenal wide receivers. Yeah. And so it's kind of like one of those things that's like, okay, take away the phenomenal wide receivers – and he's is he gonna keep up with Patrick Mahomes when Patrick Mahomes has like nobody? No receiver, right? he's still, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're gonna get into him in just a minute. Megan, oh, wait for me to ask a question. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up first, and I'm gonna let you talk about Joe Burrow. Okay, we talked about Deshaun Watson's number one ninety four. Remember what that stood for? Sacks. Joe Burrow has played three seasons. I want you to guess how many sacks he has taken in three seasons. Keep in mind, he did miss six games due to injury, too. So this number would be higher, is what I'm getting at. Higher than... No, Deshaun not higher than Deshaun's, but I want you to think about Deshaun... Like 100. 100? Not bad, 124. Now, okay. had he played those other six games, he was on pace to have a 41-something sack season that year, too. He was sacked 51 times in his second season, 41 times last year, and 32 times in his rookie season. That's why they went out and signed Orlando Brown. That's why they're trying to make Jonah Williams play right tackle and not left anymore because Jonah just, for whatever reason, cannot be a left tackle in the in the Bengals system. He disagrees with that and says, hey, I want to be traded. I want to go somewhere else. But I don't know what will happen with that. But I think the biggest concern is you know you have to play against the Ravens twice the Browns twice, and they've got a good defensive line. The Steelers twice, they've got a good defensive line. They always have a good defensive, you know, tandem up front to get, you know, to the quarterback. They have not shown that they know how to protect him. And somebody, there was that meme years ago, and then I'll throw it to you, Megan, when they were talking about taking Jamar Chase at three or four instead of Panay Sewell. And everybody was like, hey, if you don't take Jamar Chase at, you know, your first overall pick that you have in the draft and you take Panay Sewell, you can still get a really good wide receiver later in the draft and be able to, like, throw to him. Well, they opted to take Jamar Chase, and I don't blame them for that because the chemistry that Joe and Jamar have is out of the world. I mean, it's I've not seen it in many, you know, cases. But they still can't protect him. He's being sacked 51 times, 41 times since they've drafted, you know, Jamar Chase. 92 sacks in two seasons. They've got to fix that this year. If he's sacked another 40 times, there's a problem. Their offensive line, I don't know that the Bengals are going to have a sustained run. Uh, Carson Palmer, the former Bengals quarterback, said that Joe Joe Burrow is the best quarterback um, in the league. And I disagree with that, and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. 
um, as to why, because we're going to be able to blow through the next you know, division. We, we know this division very well in this household because we watch it every year. Honey, what do you think about Joe Burrow? Okay, so this is coming. This is an opinion from someone who doesn't know a ton of football quarterbacks. However, Joe Burrow gives me the vibes of like a Tom Brady. Super talented. It's going to have a lot of fans because of it. But super egotistical. And people who don't like him really don't like him. It's my opinion. I think Joe Burrow is one of those quarterbacks where if they're not careful, this is going to go down in history as a great pick. That for the same reasons that Deshaun Watson and David Carr did not work out in Houston, did not work out in Cincy. Um, They've got to protect Joe Burrow. There's no denying Joe's talent is great. Imagine if he had an offensive line. Imagine if it wasn't a situation where you could trust when the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns play them, or any other team that has a really good defense, that they weren't going to get to Joe Burrow six times. Um, that, that first game last year, we sacked him like six times, we picked him off four times, returned one of them for a touchdown, and we barely beat them 23-20. to 20. And, of course, our quarterback situation was not great then, and our, our offense was not working as well as it could have. But I want you to think about that, though, for a second, because in a game where that's the stat line, you're sacked six times, um, you're, you're dealing with all of those issues that he dealt with, and you still only lose by three. What would it be like if he had an offensive line? So, Matthew, you have anything to add before we move on? Yeah, and it's like a great discussion in terms of like how teams are building between like great quarterback pushing the level of the team up versus a mid quarterback with a really great team around him. Yeah. And this is just one of those case scenarios where, you know, he's got a terrible team. <laughs> yeah. So one day they're going to have to pay him a ton of money. And. You know, that's just, it's going to make things even harder because, I mean, honestly, like, they've lost so many people, like, on defense, they've lost Jesse Bates, like. Mm-hmm. Both their starting safeties. Yeah. Uh, who's the other one? Um, Von Bell. Yeah, Von mm-hmm. Bell. And then at cornerback, it's not even like you had great cornerbacks no. start off, and it's like, okay, linebackers, okay, you know, defensive line, like, okay, there's a few people, but, like, you ha- you don't have anyone, you're just like, oh, wow. You know, and then you go to offensive line, and you're like, where is their money going to? <laughs> right. I mean, how do you justify it? Yeah. Where is all the money going to? And something to think about, too, the Chiefs are the standard right now at building mm-hmm. an offense because it doesn't matter who's on the field. Mahomes is throwing five touchdowns in a game, it seems. They let Orlando Brown walk and go to Cincinnati. They weren't willing to pay him that, and he won a Super Bowl with them. What does that tell you? That the Chiefs are saying, hey, rather than sign this guy who is awesome to a deal that will cripple us, we'll go sign the guy from Jacksonville who's good, and we'll just trust that Mahomes will take care of himself and, and get the ball out quicker or do whatever. So that's the AFC North. Uh, 55 minutes, wonderful. <laughs> right on schedule. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do this next one a lot quicker, I promise, because uh, probably Matthew and I know a lot about the AFC West more so than Megan will because Megan doesn't watch most of the football games outside of the Steeler games 
Um, but I'll give you my list, and we'll talk about them rapid fire, you know, three sentences or less, and then we'll do the last thing we want to do with Megan where we're going to ask her some football questions. My number four quarterback in this league, the worst quarterback in this division, is Patrick Mahomes. No, it's <laughs> it's it's Russell Wilson. Um, the statistics last year for Russell Wilson, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up, and then I will let you each have a moment. Russell Wilson was a starting quarterback in the NFL last year. He did not miss but like one game, I think. I think he played every game um, last season, but maybe one. His stat line is not that much better than Kenny Pickett's, who played less games on a worse team offensively. There was a guy on social media last year who was doing a series where (laughs) he was keeping track of Russell Wilson's touchdown passes thrown because Russell Wilson, if you did not know this, in his bath, in his house, he has 12 bathrooms. That is the dream. Um, 12 bathrooms. And there was, up until week 16, up until week 16, he still had not thrown more touchdowns than he had bathrooms. So this guy was keeping up with it, and he was like, you know, hey, you know, another week, and he hasn't done it. You know, maybe we'll, we'll luck out. Can you imagine if Wilson had not thrown that 13th touchdown? Because his last three three games, last four games, he threw eight touchdowns. He threw 16 on the season. So the first 15 games he played, or the first 14 games he played, or 13 because he did miss one, first 13 games he played, he had eight touchdowns thrown. And then in the last four, he threw eight more touchdowns. He is trash, and I've talked to Monica about this. Monica, I know you're listening. Check me on it. I don't care. You know where I stand on this. I'm telling you right now, this is one of the worst trades in NFL history. Like, it is awful. I do not understand how in the world Seattle convinced Denver to trade multiple picks, multiple picks and assets for Russell Wilson, who then turned around and played so well that the Seattle Seahawks have the number five pick in a quarterback class with Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud. That'll all be one of those guys is on the clock at five. That trade probably saved Pete Carroll's job. Yeah. Right there, hands down. Yeah. Made him look like a genius. Because we're not even talking about the picks, if I remember correctly, and I'll look it up while y'all are talking about it, but I'm pretty positive this included draft picks from last year, too. And this is a terrible trade. I mean, Russell Wilson, if he does not play better with Sean Payton, he probably won't be a starting quarterback next year. I don't think that's crazy to say. But, Megan, we'll start with you. Uh, Russell Wilson. Talk for a few sentences while I pull up the Russell Wilson so trade. So, uh, I've heard of Russell Wilson before. Like, he was with the Seahawks, right? Was he good with the Seahawks? He was, and then came to the Broncos, and now he's... Yeah, he won He won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, played in two. And okay, and it kind of fizzled out. Well, there were a bunch of arguments about, you know, let Russ cook. Let him be, you know, let him be a ki- cook in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, um, he would always say, go Hawks, go Hawks. 
so he started with the Broncos. He'd be like, Broncos country, let's ride. And my favorite one was on one of the worst games I've ever watched in football. And it's really hard. Like Even a defensive struggle battle can be an entertaining game. This wasn't even that. They lose a game in one of the worst fashions possible. And after the press conference for Russell Wilson ended, he was like, Broncos country, let's ride. And he caught himself. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, I probably shouldn't say that right now because everybody hates us right now. But, I mean, that's he, he's a gimmick. You know, like he is a, he is a gimmick. Um, so keep talking about him, Megan, while I'm pulling up the trade here. I mean, it sounds like he's a waste of money. Maybe yeah. he should, like, retire before it's, he becomes too much of a joke. All right. Um, Matthew? I mean, with the amount of trash even the players in the NFL have been putting on him and, like, the videos, I think it's too late. (laughs) He should have just retired. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I got nothing to add. I I tried to watch one Broncos game last year, and I was like, fell asleep. And so I was like, I don't care. Yeah, well, and so Um, here's here's what – the the trade was and let me pull this up where all y'all can see it except you Megan um the Broncos got Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick last year the Seahawks got Drew Locke who ended up not starting so that was a wash but that was just kind of like a we need a quarterback in case we don't get a guy Shelby Harris defensive tackle who's played very well for them Noah Fant who has not been bad with Geno Smith. He's he's had a he had a decent season. He also went to the Broncos in exchange for a 2022 NFL draft pick in the first, second, and fifth round, which is also unlike the best draft classes they've had since 2012. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and a first and second pick in this draft, 2023. And here's who they selected. They selected. Charles Cross, an offensive tackle, with their first-round pick, and he was a he was a stud. He was awesome. Boye Mafe, a defensive end, with their second-round pick, and then in the fifth round, they all or second round, maybe in the fifth round, they took Tyreek Smith and Derek Young. They also made a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs in the fifth round, and that's what some of those players are here. But the sole pick that the Broncos got, they got I Ioma. <laughs> You are Zuriki or whatever. You should get um, Megan to try to say it. Megan, turn around since you're trying to look anyway. I want you to read this name. Yeoma Uazurki. <laughs> nice. I think I think she might have did better than you. <laughs> she might have. Um, but definitely not. This is my show. She cannot come on here and, oh, and do sorry. better than me. Megan. No. Come on. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I'm muting y'all again. <laughs> so that's that's Russell Wilson. He's the he's the worst quarterback in this division, and it's not even close. The third best quarterback in this division is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's played well. He's he's had a good you know career overall, but he is a game managing quarterback. That's all he really is known for. In my book, he's not better than Justin Herbert. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. So Matthew, we'll start with you this time. Talk about Jimmy G. This is the funniest thing like ever this season yeah because (laughs) you get rid of Derek Carr (laughs) and you get the one quarterback (laughs) who's like Derek Carr (laughs) oh yeah so 
it seems like the Oakland Raiders kind of did just nothing. Like they're back exactly where they started with more money. So and if he if he plays well, I mean, yeah. if if he can tap into it and he's got a better team, um, then I think he would have had anywhere else. So if he can play as well as he's played in the past, he's only thirty one. He could play another seven to eight years, um, you know, and maybe even longer if he bought into the TB12 method, um, you know, since he used to be a, a Patriot. Um, but he was drafted in 2014 to replace Tom Brady, and that did not happen. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo got traded before Brady left, which is really crazy to think about. But overall, if it weren't for his injury, last year when he came in, he threw 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. He played pretty well for the 49ers, so there's a chance that he could do well. But I definitely think that he he was not the best quarterback they could have gone out and gotten. Um, and certainly he does not instill like, oh, yeah, that's what we've been missing, Jimmy G. Because he's going to need a lot of weapons there. And, like, okay, you have um, um, from Green Bay. Devontae uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah, you have Adams, you have Renfro, you have uh, – Oh, there's another guy there. Not anymore. Darren Waller was traded to your New York Giants. Yeah. Well, I was about to Josh say, like... Jacobs, maybe. Yeah, it's like... Know. And then, like, they start trading away the players, and it's just kind of like, okay, so... Yeah. If they had kept Darren what? Waller, I would feel a lot better about this yeah. this decision. But, you know... All right, honey, who's Darren Waller, first of all? No idea. Take a guess. What position does he play? Wide receiver. Huh. No. Uh, he, <laughs> he plays tight end. But that's not a bad guess. Um, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo, also known as Jimmy G, also known as the handsome one, also known as the man who was supposed to replace Tom Brady but didn't, so Robert Kraft told Bill Belichick to trade him away, and so he traded him to the 49ers. He played with the 49ers for like a week, and then he tore his ACL. He was out for the rest of the season. He came back the next year, actually got the 49ers to the Super Bowl, lost against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then was benched, and then literally watched as Trey Lance broke his ankle and he came back in and he was playing really, 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 really well. Then he also, like, tore his ankle up and Brock Purdy came in and then he left. Garoppolo. Cool names, dude. Yeah. Cool names. Do you like my names for Jimmy G? means a lot coming from you, honey. You should you should do, like, a top 100 draft profile, but all of it is just their history like that. Yes. We were just like... <laughs> you like an Ant-Man where Luis is like, and then this guy came up and he said this crazy thing, and then he did this you thing. You have to fit it into like 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard to do because I have nothing going on in my life, you know, right now. This is just, We're you not know, busy. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the, the second best quarterback, you know, or third best quarterback, excuse me. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, he's not, the, he's not the second best. Second best quarterback in this division is really, he would be number one on any other division, in my opinion, other than the AFC East. And that's Justin Herbert. Um, Justin Herbert is a guy that I look at, he is unfortunately on a team that has to play the Chiefs twice, and you have to play the Raiders twice. You get to play the Broncos twice, um, and then you have to play other AFC divisional you know, AFC conference opponents, you know, you do have to worry about the Ravens and the Bengals and the Steelers and Browns. And they may not have great teams, but you got to play those defenses and they're not easy. You do have to worry about, you know, playing Trevor Lawrence. And that actually ended up being a pretty big problem for the Chargers as Trevor Lawrence came back from like down 30 to nothing and won 33 to 30 uh, in the playoffs. 
So Justin Herbert, though, is a guy that I talked about a little bit on the podcast with Mark Garner. Matthew, I just want to get your take. There are reports saying that Justin Herbert's coach, Brandon Staley, will be fired after this season because why why would he, you know, get to stay? He should have been fired after that game against the Jaguars. But there's also reports coming out that Bill Belichick is on his last year with the Patriots. And I don't think Bill Belichick leaves and just goes off into the sunset. I made the statement that I thought it would be really cool to see Bill Belichick in L.A. with the Chargers, uh, who have a really great defense, a really great offense, and are built for the NFL now. And Belichick could just come in and go, well, we're just going to have you guys play like this now and we'll win five Super Bowls together. What do you think about Bill Belichick potentially going to the Chargers? And what do you think about Justin Herbert? I, I'm going to answer these in the opposite way. Um, it's not part of the – no. <laughs> there are only two quarterbacks that I ever kind of coming out in the draft where I was just kind of like, eh, whatever, and then they ended up being really good. And I was just like, eh. And one was Patrick Mahomes. No. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. That's great. And Justin Herbert. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, I was higher on Justin Herbert coming right. out than I was on Patrick Mahomes. So I, I really – I need to text you every year and say, who do you hate? And I they just really do a well, deep dive see, on Well, see, that doesn't work for every year. Just just that Patrick Mahomes year in particular. I really did not think he was going to be that good. Yeah. I, like, watched all the wrong games, and I was just like, this dude. <laughs> yeah, but he, Justin he Herbert. Else. Yeah. So, I'm like, I thought he'd be fine, but I just thought he'd be mid. And here he is, like, just doing pretty good stuff. I mean, yeah. he's not bad at all. And so, um, pairing him with Bill Belichick might recapture some of that magic. Of course, you know, then you have to question how Belichick's style is working in the modern NFL because, you know, of course, but Justin Herbert is better than Mac Jones. He's better than Cam Newton. He's, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, versions of Cam Newton, but I still think Justin Herbert might beat. Uh, I don't know. That's, I'm not, that's controversial. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the version of Cam Newton that, that he had. Okay. Justin Herbert was definitely better than that. Right. So, um, yeah. I think yeah. Justin Herbert. I think that'd be good. But if yeah. he left, like, say, just a wild scenario, last year, Steelers don't take Kenny Pickett. They go out and trade for Justin Herbert, right? I think he's automatically the best quarterback in our division in that regard because he's been nothing but great and he's been healthy never had an injury problem he doesn't get sacked a ton he's been sacked 101 times in three seasons that's not as bad considering a lot of that came in his rookie season and his second season he really toned it down after that it's just really frustrating if you're Justin Herbert because you don't say it because why would you say it you love the competition and you can say that as much as you want but Justin Herbert would like to play in any other division um Justin Herbert would kill to be in the a, uh, AFC South. He would kill to be in the NFC East. He would kill to be in any other division where there's like only two really good quarterbacks and one of them is the best and then the others are just kind of good, not great. He has to play where he would be the best quarterback in this division in any other era except for the fact that Patrick Mahomes plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Honey, Justin Herbert? He sounds like a cool dude. He was uh, the source of the greatest fight Monica and I ever had. I wanted to draft Justin Herbert with my number one pick after Joe Burrow was drafted. And Monica convinced me to take this, you know, 
to a tongue of a cushionola. Um, and that was the biggest fight we ever had. But it's okay now because I went out and I traded for Justin Herbert last year, so he's still on my team. And I gave Daniel Webster to a concussion of Alola. Uh, so it's it worked out great. Um, but you have anything to add about Justin Herbert, honey? How many touchdowns will he throw this year? Mm, 72. <laughs> <laughs> so the record in the NFL is 55. <laughs> um, okay. I knew that was going to be a good clip for, for this. I knew she was going to say something off the wall like that. Guys, that's one of the things that we're going to be doing called Megan's Mishaps. Um, we welcome that segment to the show in just a few minutes. Um, I, what might be better than that is doing like Megan's bold predictions. That would be And good. she just like says stuff. And we keep track of and it. And then you just keep track. Like, cause what if Justin Herbert did come out and throw 72 touchdowns this that year? Would, like somebody would need to like, Vegas would need to come pay her like yeah. $10 million just go. to, just oh, to yeah. cover yeah. You would love it if Vegas yeah. paid you $10 million. Well, I mean, I'd love... Remember, this is a Christian money. show, honey. You can't be talking about gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just like the improbability exactly. and her guessing it exactly. on a podcast. Like, so, Megan, yeah. I will give that... Okay. Number one quarterback in the AFC West. It's not a debate. It can't be a debate. It is Shane Buchel, the backup quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um... No, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has played in the NFL since 2018. He had one game in 2017, but this is year six for him. Um, he's technically, technically it's year seven, but he's played six. This is his sixth full season. So um, I just caught you admitting that you're trying to look at the thing to see what the numbers say. Because you just said to Matthew, how can you see that? It's tiny. Uh-huh. Anyways, let's 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 get back to the podcast, honey, and then you can go to sleepy land. Um, in 2017, he didn't play, so it, that would have been this would be year seven for him, but it's year six that because he's only played five full seasons. The best ability, the best ability is availability, and that's what he is. He's always healthy. He missed a couple of games in 2019 after he dislocated his knee. And he came back in the same season and played. Dude's a stud. Here's something to think about. He's played six full seasons. Remember what Joe Burrow's sack numbers were, honey? You remember how many times he'd been sacked? 192. That was Deshaun Watson. Oh. Burrow was 190 or 124. 124. And Burrow's been in the league for three seasons. Mahomes has played three more years than Burrow with not great offensive lines either in his whole, you know, career. He's been sacked three less times. He's like a ninja. He's like a ninja. He does kind of like run around and do stuff. I I will tell you, I've said this on the podcast before, but Megan, you can attest to this. On Sundays, when the Steelers are playing, they're on the big screen. But what's on my iPad? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes... Like, I love him as a player. He is this insane quarterback because you've all seen the traditional Tom Brady and Peyton Manning where it's like, oh, I don't see it, I'm throwing it away. 
And you saw Ben Roethlisberger do a little bit of what we call Mahomes magic, where Roethlisberger would run around and throw something middle of the field and get a completion or an interception. Mahomes will run around the field and not even look and throw and get a completion. He'll run around the field and go, oh, I can't make the throw with my right hand, which is the hand that I normally throw, so I'll make it with my left hand and I'll throw it that way. I watched a clip of him trying something out in practice where he threw behind his back a perfect spiral that was a bullet to a receiver that was going down the field. He's just like – you. I don't say freak show like in a negative way, but like he is a freak athlete. He is absolutely a spectacular player. Go ahead, Megan. He just makes it look easy. Yeah. Like he – every everything's so natural to him. It's, it looks like he doesn't even have to try. I know he worked hard yeah. and everything, but he just he makes it look easy. All right, Matthew, get your calculator. He's played 80 games. He's thrown 192 touchdowns. I want you to give me the average. 80 games played, 192 touchdowns. Oh, say again. That's 2.4. So just a little under the average of what would be almost three touchdowns a game, 2.4. With Burrow, we said, hey, if you could guarantee that he's going to throw a touchdown every game, you'd take that as a guy that's starting off with a new team. If I told you in an NFL draft room in in just under 14 days, because that's where we're going to be, 14 days is the NFL draft. If I told you two weeks from tonight, hey, I've got a guy that if you draft him, he will throw around three touchdowns a game. He will play every game that he can play but four in the time that he's been a starter. Three of those games will be injury, and the uh, or two of those games will be injury, and the other game will be we clinched a playoff spot, we don't want to play him. He'll also be this guy that will just make you be absolutely baffled at the fact that in six years he will only have thrown 49 interceptions. Um, just a little, you know, I don't even know what the average is on that. In 70 and 80 games play, what would the average be of 49? Less than a pick a game, obviously. So he, he doesn't make mistakes every game either. Oh, yeah, and he'll be in every conference championship game that your, you know, conference has and he'll play in three Super Bowls and win two of them in his first six six seasons, five seasons as a starter. Who does not make that call and say that's a slam dunk? You know who doesn't make that call? The Browns don't make that call. The Texans don't make that call. Um, basically, any of the other teams that picked before number 10 in the 2017 draft. So um, Yeah, go ahead. There is this theory going out there that um, Ben McAdoo uh, really wanted to trade up for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right. And uh, I think it was Jerry Reese was like, that's stupid. No. <laughs> and so they stayed where they were and picked Evan Ingram. Yikes. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, as a Giants fan, you're just kind of like, okay. And they almost had the trade, and the, you know, and then the Chiefs got up there, and it was just like, well, okay, never mind. But, you know, I didn't really like much about that particular era of coaches and GMs. But, you know, you're like, come on. That's right. I mean, I wouldn't have taken that trade if I were in their position based on what I thought of him. But also, I wasn't getting paid millions of dollars to study players. So that's my excuse. So here's, here's what I know. 
and then we're going to do our our quick, you know, Q&A for Megan to have some comic relief to end the program because that's what Megan said she was coming to interview was comic relief. If Patrick Mahomes does not win at least two more Super Bowls, I would be shocked. They're set up to win five more even. I think the only thing that like might might hurt how great what he's doing is is the fact that we just got off of what Tom Brady just did. Yeah. And like the fact that Tom Brady had like three different careers like worth of in one career. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy. And then you have Patrick Mahomes and it's like okay, <laughs> if he does this for 10 years, yeah. He might be starting that conversation of better than Tom Brady. Right. Which I mean from pure, pure talent, yeah. He's obviously like you said pure talent wise, he's he's better than Brady talent wise. There's never been a question about that, but you know, Brady played in 10 Super Bowls. Now Mahomes is on a really good start, you know, being oh, yeah. in 3 Super Bowls in the first 5 years that he started and he technically should have been in 5. They got cheated against Brady that one game his rookie season as a quarterback his first starting year in 2018 where they called a player offside who really wasn't offside on a game-changing interception that would have won the game for the Chiefs and I think they would have beaten the Rams so now Mahomes would have had three Super Bowls instead of just two Um, they got absolutely destroyed because of a terrible game plan against the Buccaneers against Tom Brady so that that also hurts that Brady's got him 1-0 in head-to-head matchups in a Super Bowl but if, if the stat of him playing in every AFC championship game continues another three years, yikes. That's my, my one problem, though, is I wish he was on a team with better jerseys. I know. Like, you don't want to be seeing those kind of nasty jerseys every Super Bowl. No. That's why I like it when they wear the white jersey with the red pants. I think that one looks good. Yeah. I just, I really, if you're going to have a dynasty, at least have a cool uniform. So if I have to watch it all the time. Exactly. I will not want to puke. All right, honey. Are you ready? Ready. So these are the abbreviations for the positions in the NFL, offense and defense. I'm going to tell you what the initials are, and you have to tell me what it stands for. Hmm. Okay. Before before we begin, I'm going to be honest. I haven't heard of some of these before in my life. Um, I'm counting on that. Oh, that makes me feel better. Yeah. That you, like, why would you tell her that? Don't say that. Don't, sh- sh- I'm just not saying, yet. like, Wait. what in the world? Wait. I've never even heard of that before. So Matthew is referring to the fact that I've got a book, a little pamphlet in front of me. It's called NFL 101, Kurt Benkert, not a sponsor. Is this, like, old? No, this is brand new. I mean, like, the information. No, like, is this, he... this was released this year. I've never heard somebody. They, so okay. he, and that's why I wanted to buy it. He has terms in here that I've never heard of before either, but I think they're going to help me. Uh, tremendously. Megan, tell them what it's like having a husband as involved in fantasy football as I am before we get started. It's it's a challenge. Like, I want to be interested in the things he's interested in, but there's so much information. There's so many names and stats and numbers. I just, I can't keep up with it all. So, I'm excited to learn what I can here. All right. First initial, ready? H.C. Head coach. OC. Offensive coach. Coordinator, but sure. DC. Defensive coordinator. Okay. QB. Quarterback. RB. Running back. FB. Fullback. TE. Tight end. WR. Wide receiver. 
LT. LT. Mm-hmm. It's an offensive lineman. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Ladanian <laughs> <Lydanian> Tomlinson. <laughs> what does the T stand for? Tackle. Oh, left tackle. Left tackle. LG. Left guard. Mm-hmm. C. Center. RG. Right guard. RT. Right tackle. All right. On the defensive side of the ball. SS. Shortstop. <laughs> Shortstop. <laughs> oh, boy. As you can tell, Megan loves baseball. No. Safety. Strong safety? Strong safety. FS. Full safety? <laughs> Free safety. Okay. WLB. <laughs> Wide linebacker? Not a bad guess. Will linebacker. What does Will mean? We'll get into that in a second. Oh, okay. MLB, not baseball. Mid, mid linebacker. <laughs> He's mid. No, <laughs> no. He's Think mid. what? What name do I hate to be called? Mike. Mike linebacker. Have what you ever heard? Mike you mean? never heard the quarterback go. Seventy two is the mic. Fifty three is the mic. Fourteen's the mic. Does that have to do the will? <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, that's what I'm counting on. SLB. Sid linebacker. Sid. <laughs> Sam, what? Sam linebacker, PLB, Pete linebacker, <laughs> no, plug linebacker, what? DE, defensive end, okay, DT, defensive tackle, NT, near tackle, <laughs> near or far, no. wherever you are, I will, I will tackle. NT. Nose tackle? Nose tackle. Nuh-uh. Yes, nose tackle. What? DB. Dirtbag. <laughs> Dirtbag. <laughs> no. <laughs> Defensive. Defensive back? Yes. NB. Something else back. I don't know. Nose back? Don't seem to. No. Oh. The coach went to the bank, but he wasn't there for his quarter. Nickelback. Nickelback. Yes. No. <laughs> Far away. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a joke. No, it really is. It's it's true. Okay. Did what I have a problem with is the plug linebacker. I don't know. I'm going to get to him. I'm going to try to figure when out. When has that... It's the Pete linebacker. I like Pete linebacker better, honestly. Okay. Me. So... The will linebacker or Sam linebacker is the linebacker to the tight end or away from the tight end. Usually the Mike linebacker means that he's blitzing. He's the one coming up the middle to try to get to the quarterback, so he's he's free to come after the quarterback. Um I I'm not seeing in here though what plug linebacker means yet. So other names would be weak linebacker, which means they stay on the weak side of the formation without the tight end. Strong side is usually a bigger one. They're better because they have to face the tight end. So usually you got your stronger linebacker. But you know, with the modern NFL, um, you you just you do whatever. So wouldn't that be offensive to be like, huh, you're the weak one? No. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? Um, and remember the Titans when he's like, this left side, 
And then Julius went, strong side, and they started hitting each other back and forth. Mm. That's what they were talking about. Okay. Yeah. Left side, strong side. Hmm. That's why you see Julius in coverage more in the in the movie than you do Gary. And that's not just because Gary ended up in a wheelchair. Um, that was a really insensitive way to say that, but I promise I meant that legitimate. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the positions hmm. in the NFL. And uh, that is a little shout-out to Kurt Ben-Kurt, who has been fun to watch on social media. And you can buy this in his store for $15. So if you're wanting to learn more and not be like Megan, uh, then you can go and buy this book for $15, and you can go and uh, maybe learn some stuff. I don't know. But <laughs> let me get some bold predictions from you then, honey, after I let Matthew ask you a couple of football questions that he thinks are appropriate. Oh, um... Um. <laughs> this is what happens when you throw it to him on the spot. Listen, I was looking at the teams you had on your. Oh, my logos uh, for yeah. my favorite teams. So my mind was in another place. Yeah. Um. Okay. So football. Let's see here. What is football? What <laughs> is football? Yeah. Do you think that on a kickoff, if the ball goes through the uprights? that that should be counted as points for the team. Yeah, that would be cool. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. If they could get it all the way yeah. Yeah. through that. Um, okay, what about, what What do you think is should count as an NFL catch? The one question that everyone loves to argue. No, no, let me, let me yeah, phrase it. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you're going to throw her blind. She's going to just start <laughs> spouting whatever. Um <laughs> What was it? A divisional playoff game? Cowboys, Packers, mm-hmm. Des Bryant. Mm. Was that a catch? I don't know what you're like. What? Okay, let me get <laughs> let me get you the clip. <laughs> One second. I know who Des Bryant is. Eighty-eight. Is he still in the NFL? No. <laughs> when was what was the last team he played for? Cowboys, wasn't it? No, we talked about him today. What team do I hate more than anything? The Ravens. Mm-hmm. He played for the Ravens? Well, he was going to play for the Ravens. He literally, this might have been one of the trades I made with Matthew, uh, because he went and worked out, signed a contract towards ACL right after he oh, signed so the deal. so it was the Cowboys that he played for. No, technically he played for the Ravens last. Okay. So, yes, yeah, divisional playoff round, Cowboys-Packers. Mm-hmm. Cowboys down uh, by... See, I'm already biased because I want to give it to the Cowboys, whatever this is. All right, Tony Romo gets the ball. Hand. Oh, wait a second. What? Sorry, th- they're doing a whole like little thing on this drive. I don't care about the whole drive. I just want to get to the catch. Okay, Cole Beasley. Oh, I remember him. Um. Okay. Here we go. Gets the ball. Goes out. Des Bryant. Corner of the end zone. Bam. Was that a catch? Was it a catch or was it a touchdown? Is that what you're asking? Well, like, if it, if it is a catch, it is a touchdown. If it's not a catch, then he doesn't get the touchdown. It yeah. looked like he was down. Before or after he made the catch. Because that's the question. Because the ball comes out after he was down, and then he catches it again. 
That so. description is not does not bode well for the <laughs> question that Matthew asked. So, do you think that that was a catch, or do you think he dropped that? Mm, it looked like he dropped it. Oh, well. wow! She wow. agrees with the refs then, because that's how it's ruled, and every Cowboys fan I know to this day. Exactly, is. that was a catch. Get off the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right, Megan. I want to ask you for some bold predictions. I want you to tell me who you think will play in the Super Bowl next year. Let's start there. Okay. I don't always know the AFC versus NFC teams, so I don't want to say something stupid. Not good enough. <laughs> I can just start naming off like that. No, she's supposed to be comedic relief. She's got to have the ability to like <laughs> brown Steelers or something, you know? <laughs> Like, what if I just name off the mascot? I mean, not the mascot, but like the nickname or something like I that. I would like to do that on another episode with her. I want her to tell us who each team is because I don't think she oh, would okay. remember that. So then I should definitely not do this then. I don't want to ruin the future episode. Okay. I think the Chiefs have a very good chance of making it back. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who NFC teams are. So I'm just going to think of a team that's good. I mean, the 49ers are pretty good. Yeah. They might make it back. So you're going to say that the 49ers and the Chiefs. That's not a terrible guess. All right. Here's the next question. What quarterback is taken first? Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Hendon Hooker? Bryce Young. Okay. Where did Bryce Young play football in college? Alabama. That's the only reason you said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all so right. far, none of these are very bold. I know. They're not bold. Give me what you think is like. What? Okay. You tell me what you think would a, bold, a bold prediction would be. I'll give you a chance to be bold. You tell me what you define bold to be. So give me the hottest take that you can possibly give me. I'm talking like the New York Jets will become the Pittsburgh Steelers quality of take. Like anything? Anything, anything. related to football. Okay. Um, Watch it be like Patrick Mahomes will throw a touchdown pass. To the <laughs> like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> this is the first time yeah. a player has ever gone through the playoffs, won the Super Bowl, and never thrown a touchdown pass. Okay, so I'm making this prediction because of the way you were talking about how um, Joe Burrow's offensive line doesn't protect him very well. I'm going to say he gets hurt this season. I also I said that the Bengals were going to have a losing season on a podcast a few weeks ago, so I don't disagree with you there. I think that's possible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of hoping they have a losing season. I don't wish for anyone to get hurt, but considering what you were saying about his protection, I'm going to – All right, final question for me, and then I'll let Matthew ask you anything he wants to ask you. What team will Lamar Jackson play for next year? Don't take the cop out and say Baltimore. Be bold. Mm, I got to think, who's who's neat? The Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's funny because they don't have the ability to sign Lamar. They don't have draft picks for next year, but that's that's a decent yeah. guess. So also, didn't he just like stay at Baltimore because OBJ was signed? That they're all saying he's going to stay, but nothing has happened yet. Oh. And the report I read from I think Daniel Jeremiah or somebody recently stated that uh, Lamar has not indicated to the Ravens that he will resign, and that they pitched to Odo Beckham. We need you to come so that we could try to get Lamar to stay. <laughs> Out of all the places, who wanted Beckham? $18 million, too. There's no way. Okay. Odo Beckham Jr. was signed to the Baltimore Ravens on Easter Sunday. His contract was for $18 million. How many years was his contract for? Two. No. I don't know. Guess. Three. No. Fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should do. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' contract is $500 million. How many years is it for? <laughs> Whoa. Are you kidding? No. $500 yeah. million? Dollars? Yes. Oh, that makes me sick. I know. You're a, you're a nurse. How does that make you feel? <laughs> you save lives. He throws a football and he makes like way more money than oh, he should. Um, How many years? Ten. Close. I think it was eight. But honestly, when you look at the contract, it it's actually ten. a really good contract. Yeah, for the... For yeah. Believe it or not, he... It's one of those where it's like it looks like it was a big contract, but in reality it was much smaller. But no, Odo Beckham's contract was one year, $18 million. And mm. Odo Beckham is on a team that has injury problems with their quarterback. And Odo Beckham's last season that he played a full year was? 2020? 2016. What? Yeah. That was a long time ago. It was his rookie season. Oh, it, wasn't it 2016 uh, or was it 2015 was 2016 year? was when we went to the we, playoffs we were married and when he made that catch on sunday night football we were at a wing stop when that happened i think it was 2015 or 14 okay can't remember all right matthew final questions or um things for megan going to be the league uh leading wide receiver in terms of yards if you don't know a name, make one up. <laughs> Do the best that you can. Najee Harris. <laughs> He's a running back. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is good. This is but good stuff. To, yeah, I mean, that yeah. works. Um, um, how many <laughs> touchdowns is Daniel Jones going to throw this year? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's not going to be caught after that. <laughs> be like, I don't care about the other three years of your so contract. Remember we said that Kenny Pickett throwing seven was like not that bad considering he didn't play all year. But as a rookie, if that number doesn't go up this year, that that's not a good sign. Yeah, but who's Daniel Jones? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, here's one. Okay. Let's how do many, two more. How many yards is Russell Wilson going to throw for this year? Three. Three? <laughs> like all year three what if what if he gets like his hurt on his, his first, first pass is like an out to a running back three yards out of bounds he gets pummeled and injured it's I like mean, megan's like i'm a genius i mean dude just needs to retire so so okay i have one more question 
the longest kick in terms of yardage next season, how many yards is it going to be? 92 yards. What? <laughs> that would be pretty spectacular. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> you, know, right. you know who'd come against? It'd be fourth quarter, New York Giants, up by two. <laughs> the, whatever the opposing team is, it's going to get a 92-yard field goal. Will it be done in an outside stadium or a dome? It would have to be a dome because wind. <laughs> Even in a dome, honey. That's So let me so tell you. Okay, what do you think the current longest kick is? And then we'll, we'll close like it field with this. Goal yeah, kick? current longest kick in NFL history. I mean, it's probably like, what, 60-something? Probably right after the midfield. So every know. field goal, it, there's 17 yards no matter where you are on the field that you have to account for because the kicker is like seven yards back before he makes the run up, and then the end zone is always 10 yards accounted for as well. So it's 17 yards. So if you're at the 30-yard line, it's a 47-yard field goal. Okay. If you're at the 38-yard line, it's a 50-plus-yard you know, plus yard field goal. So a 60-yarder okay. means you are at the 43-yard line. Okay. Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens made a 66-yard field goal okay, last year, close. I think. So you're saying not only will someone break that, but they will break, break it, it by, by almost 30 yards. Yeah, I I think I was thinking like those like, I don't know. You were thinking? Those kicks. No. The, you know, those first kicks. and they, The they, kickoff? The kickoff. Those don't Sorry. count for points. I should have been more specific. Um, but I was thinking those kind of went far. Or like catching those and running for that. That's, that's a punt return or a kick return, so it wouldn't be the same thing. Okay. Well, what will be the, my my final question? I don't think so. anyone's going to beat Justin Tucker's record, though. Okay. Here's my final question. What is the likelihood that I watch every game? this season mm. not start to finish but like shortcuts or replays i mean you are on the road so that could but you still watch it yeah i don't know pretty high for 18 weeks of the year i don't have a family i don't have a wife i don't have kids that's a terrible confession i have nfl but the other weeks of the year, I'm a you know, mildly present father and husband. That is a terrible... I'm kidding. <laughs> Mostly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question. Did you enjoy being on the podcast? Yes or no? Yes. Would you like to be on the podcast on a more regular basis and do a segment called Megan's Bold Predictions slash Mistakes? I don't know if people thought I was funny. Guys, if you think Megan is the comedic relief that this show has been lacking, you can text me at not. No, you can email (laughs) us at goat versus goat at gmail.com. We are thankful for an opportunity to have given you a one hour and 40 minute (laughs) podcast today. I don't think anybody's listened to the end. I (laughs) think they will. If you've listened to the end, email me the word falafel. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Okay. You're not going to get any emails. Um, Guys, did you hear that? <laughs> According to Megan, no, because you're not here anymore. But if you heard that, email me, please. I'm just going to text a bunch of people, hey, email Falafel to this <laughs> email address. At this point, you got to like, give them something, right? Like, yeah. 
Tomorrow we I will know, do... I know, we need like give a prize to someone who but listened the whole time. With what money? We're, this <laughs> is a, we're a non-for-profit. I mean, you can give them a falafel. You know, give them a Wait, bracelet. Is that a, a scattered abroad bracelet. Honey, they can get that anyway for free. <laughs> that's, oh. that's not is a prize. It, is a falafel food or yeah. is it but just get a, a word? shout out. Okay. Oh, Okay, shout out. I'll give you a shout out if you've watched all the way to the end of this podcast. Um, listened all the way to the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but tomorrow we will do our 1 through 32 quarterback rankings. Um, if you paid attention this week, you won't be very surprised by my list. But I did change the list up enough to where not everything this week is the exact same tomorrow. So join us then. And then... I saw an NFL mock draft the other night that was absolutely atrocious. It was terrible. I really hope I say that and then they don't actually get most of the picks right because that would be awful. But I think what we're going to do next week in part is look at different mock drafts and I'm going to tell you whether I agree or disagree with the players that are selected. And we will do it that way. Megan, why are you laughing? Why is that funny? <laughs> it just sounds so boring. Sorry. Wow. My own life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the names mean, though. So, like, do you know I don't what, know who do you the know names what love are. Means? Yes. That's, that's why I'm here. Because I love you. Guys, pray for my marriage. Um, tomorrow, we will talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, Matthew, thanks for joining. Your first time on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hope that you will join again. Megan, we'll see what happens. Uh, guys, take care.